Good evening, everybody. I'll say it again. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> it's time to begin our uh, service this evening. Tonight we'll have one song, and then I'm assuming, Mike, you've got announcements. Uh, two more songs, and Nathan Thompson has our lesson this evening. Our first song tonight is number 982. 982, We Shall Assemble. We shall assemble on the mountain. We shall assemble at the throne. Good evening. Just have a few announcements before we get back into our worship service. Um, as far as youth events coming up this Saturday, the youth group will be going to Yatesville Water Park. That's in Louisa. And that'll be $5 per child and $10 per adult. If you're interested in uh, going there, they will be meeting at the building at 10 a.m. Again, that's this Saturday. Also, uh, this weekend, this Sunday after evening services, we're going to be having a uh, fellowship kind of get-together. And uh, if you want to bring homemade ice cream or any type of ice cream you want to bring, and also pies. And again, that'll be after evening services this Sunday. There'll be a deacons meeting this Sunday at 5 p.m. On Tuesday, uh, July 18th, Young at Heart will be getting together. Uh, they'll be meeting at 10 a.m. here at the building. Also, uh, the Beckley Family Mission Trips coming up. That'll be July 20th through the 23rd. Uh, reminder that the mowing schedule is still up on the foyer board. If you could help out with mowing, uh, please sign up for that. The uh, prayer list, uh, continue to keep Jimmy Wilgus, Jim Haney, Sean Maynard, and Amber Spitzer in your prayers. Also, uh, Jeff Galloway, youngest daughter, Merritt, has been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. So uh, the family's requesting prayers for, uh, for her and for Jeff and everyone. That is all the announcements that I have. Is there any other announcements that need to be made? 
All right, let's go to God in prayer. Dear God, we come to you at this time, Father, thanking you so much for all the many blessings that you give us each and every day. We're especially thankful, Father, for your son, Jesus, for his life, his teachings, his sacrifice, Father, the hope that we have through him. Father, we're thankful for the church family here and thankful for uh, all that you've done for this congregation. And Father, we're mindful of so many that are struggling with various health issues. Those have been mentioned this evening as well as many others. We just pray for each one of them. We pray for Merit at this time, Father, and um, her recent diagnosis. We just pray for Jeff and the family and just pray you just be with her, be with the doctors that are tending to her, that they can come up with the, the best treatment plan and just ask that you uh, watch over them, Father. Father, be with our shut-ins, those that would love to be here this evening that are unable to, just pray that you'll comfort and strengthen them as, as only you can. And, and Father, we're just thankful that we can be here, that you give us the, the ability and the health, and thankful that we uh, are able to open your word this evening and study from it, and we're thankful uh, that, that you give us your word, that we can uh, have a roadmap of how to navigate our life here, and, and that we will... Uh, study this evening and, and grow from, from our studies. We're thankful for the teachers, the preparation that they've put into it. Pray that we're good Bible students that will uh, will want to read and, and study and, and look for uh, ways to grow and bring others to know you, Father. Father, again, we're thankful for all that you do for us. Forgive us when we do fall short. It's through Jesus we pray. Amen. Our next song this evening is on the overhead only. It's called Oh Praise the Name. Uh, this may be a new song to a lot of you. It may be most of you. But I've heard it a lot of times recently. And uh, the more I hear it, the more I realize how good it is. So I said it's too good not to sing. So we're going to sing it. Oh Praise the Name. I cast my mind to Calvary, where Jesus fled and died for me. I see his wounds, his hands with me, my Savior on that cursed tree, his body bound.
last song before our lesson this evening if I still have a voice number 572 send the light if you would let stand for this song please send the light there's a call comes ringing over restless ways and the light send the
seated. Song of invitation is number 103, Come to Jesus. Good afternoon. We started five minutes late, and the last time I did one of these, I was told I went way, way over, so I'm going to try to keep it real short today and make up for the fact that we started late. So I don't have to hear from Aaron and the kids, and I talk too long. Um, whenever I get to do one of these, I always try to sit and wonder what I'm going to do. I've actually put this one together many months ago, but I do one of these every month for our motorcycle ministry. And as I'm putting one together for the church, I'm always wondering if I should do that one or if I should do one of the other ones I put together. But I feel like this is a good one. It kind of plays off of what I talked about last year. And that's not being afraid to share the gospel. Um, I think for a lot of Christians, when it comes to sharing our faith, um, most Christians find themselves in a bit of a quandary. I think we all know and we're told that we need to tell others about Jesus and his love for us, but I think at the end of the day, many are afraid to do so, and that fear manifests itself in different ways. Um, I've read a lot of studies about this, and they all seem to come down to one thing. Almost all the responses about why people don't put themselves out there and approach somebody or approach many people is fear. Um, some are afraid of rejection. They're afraid of what might happen when they approach that person. Um, others feel unprepared to talk to somebody about Jesus. They feel like they don't know the scripture well enough or they may not know exactly what to say in that moment to that person. Um, but almost all the responses fell under the banner of fear. And the anxieties that everybody shares in that are completely legitimate. Um, and I think at the end of the day, none of us can expect to eliminate all the fear of wanting or going to go through the process of, of telling others about your faith and, and how much God loves them. Um, I feel like we're shown things through life. Um, in February, middle of February, we had a really nice day. And it was a day that I decided to ride my motorcycle. And I stopped by Walmart on my way home or while I was out. Um, and I always wear my motorcycle ministry vest. And I was looking pretty shaggy then. I hadn't trimmed my beard. It was pretty raggedy looking. Had dark glasses on. I was dressed pretty roughly. And when I walked in the front door, a little girl, shockingly, a little girl, probably the age of six or seven came over to me and she handed me this bracelet and a little coin and she said God loves you be careful on that motorcycle and the mother was standing over to the side and I guess she was there with her child in a safe space trying to get the children comfortable about going up to people and talking to them and I think back and I keep this bracelet and that coin on me um, just to remind myself, if that little girl had, she, she was scared, I could see it on her face. And I would be too, because I'm told when I'm dressed like that, I'm, I look intimidating by adults. So um, she had a lot of fear on her face, but she, did, she didn't let it stop her from going up and telling me that. And 
and I used that as a reminder, and I've used that since February in, in times where I haven't felt comfortable going up to somebody that obviously needs to be spoken to, or I feel like I need to share um, my faith with them. So could be happenstance, could be she was put there to remind me that that's the right thing to do, um, but I go back to that little girl having the, the bravery to walk up to me and tell me that. And she came over to me. I didn't walk past her. She came over to me. And as I walked on from her, she was looking for somebody else to talk to. And I saw her mother standing there watching intently the whole time. And when I got over to her, she saw and she could read the patches on my vest. And she goes, you're with a Christian motorcycle group. I said, yeah. She goes, well, that's a, that's a relief. <laughs> so, um, but you know, it didn't dismiss the fact that that little girl didn't know. And um, I applaud her for doing that. And I think it's, you know, I think it's um, great that that child's parent was trying to put them out there. The little girl, you could see she was happy doing it. She was scared, but she was happy. Um, and at the end of the day, I feel like uh, sharing our faith doesn't have to be difficult. We make it more difficult than it is. Um, until you do it and I think a lot of times I especially initially um, overthought the process and I think a lot of people overthink the process of sharing your faith with someone and and that's what gets us into trouble um, at least I feel like some people make it out to be a chore they make it out to be homework they you know you've had somebody say and, and there's people in our motorcycle ministry that will not they won't pray at the ministry meetings. They won't go up to people. They won't show up at events where we have to purposely go up and pray with people. Um, and I've struggled myself trying to realize, why are you involved in a, an organization whose primary purpose is outreach? And you won't put yourself in a situation where you'll actually go do that. Um, but I feel like that struggle is between them and God at that point. Um, but I feel like they're struggling with it the same as, as we all do. Um, ultimately, when we talk to people about our faith, I feel like it should be an outpouring of joy and gratefulness um, instead of just a task that we feel like we should have to do. Even though we're told to do that in the Bible, we should want to do that, and, and it should come easy for us to share that with people. Um, what I have done personally, and it took me a long time to get there, is I recognize that sharing my faith with somebody needs to be more of an invitation for them as opposed to an argument with them. Because oftentimes when you're trying to share your faith with somebody, it's somebody you see that probably needs to hear it. And oftentimes they're doing something that is probably not biblically accepted and you could think you're going into an argument trying to share your faith with that person. And I have found personally it, it's easier to walk into it trying to approach it as an invitation for them as opposed to trying to posture it as an argument. Um, and at, at the end of the day, it makes it more comfortable for them and it makes it more comfortable for me. Um, the other thing I've had to come to grips with, and I think everybody has to come to grips with when you do this, is recognizing that the gospel can be divisive for some people. Um, sharing the love of Christ with some people, especially these days, um, 
is met from is met with a substantial amount of resistance from a lot of people because oftentimes they don't want the way they're living or their lifestyles um, or their actions exposed and accepting the fact that um, evil and darkness is resistant to good and light you know is the easiest way to get past that and when we can't let the fact that knowing that somebody else is doing the wrong thing biblically um, stop us from trying to help those people see that. Um, and we don't have to, uh, you know, we don't have to take it personally when people have an adverse reaction to what we have to say. And that was the hardest thing for me is was worrying about how somebody may perceive what I come up and tell them. Um, yeah, I don't really want to hurt anybody's feelings, but at the end of the day, too, um, you can't really pull any punches and tell the truth at the same time. And um, I think from the divisive side, I think a lot of people's fear in that regard comes from um, all of our wanting to control the outcome of that conversation. We want them to hear what we're saying and we want them to accept it, but that doesn't always mean that they will. Uh, but I think that's that's one thing that plays into fear for people is is they are fearful that they can't control the situation and they're not going to convert that person right away. And and at the end of the day, we have to let go of, of that. Um, and, and we have to realize that their response to what we're trying to share with them is not our responsibility. Um, it's up to God to draw them in at that point. We, we did what we were supposed to do. We tried to share the gospel with them. We tried to share the love that Jesus has for them. And, you know, their response to that Ultimately, I don't feel like is my responsibility unless I did something wrong, and I try not to do anything wrong. But I feel like we've planted the seed. It's up to God to try to bring that in at that point. Um, along the lines of divisiveness, uh, much like, like this bracelet, this um, early this year, it was still cold. I think it was in March at one of the motocross events in Huntington. I had a little boy run up to me in the pits while I was praying with riders. And it's not uncommon for kids to come up and want us to pray with them because we give them a sticker and a lot of kids have uh, their repeat riders. They want us to come up and they want us to pray with them at the event. Well, this one little kid came up to me as a boy. It was obvious that he was not a pro rider in any way. He didn't look like he had raced ever before because all of his gear was brand new, looked like out of the box. Um, but he was eight or nine years old, and he came up to me, and he just sort of tugged on the bottom of my vest, and he asked me if I could come over and bless his bike. I said, absolutely, I can come over and bless your bike. I, I had like eight or nine people in front of him, but he stood right there intently while I finished that up, and then I had him lead me over to his bike, um, and this is where the divisive side comes in. I don't think his mother's and I said that correctly, knew where he went when he came over to me and asked me to come and pray for him. And you could see on their faces that they were not incredibly happy that their son came over and asked me to come and pray for him before the race. And the boy told me as we're walking over there, he said all the other riders are shunning him. They don't want anything to do with him. Well, I realized why that was whenever I saw the situation that had unfolded there. And... Um, Motocross is much like anything outdoors related. It's got a strong one-sided leaning following. 
Um, but that doesn't dismiss the fact that this boy was having to deal with a pretty rough situation, one that he didn't bring on to himself. So I did as he asked, and I made very carefully sure how I crafted my prayer not to make the situation any more awkward. And I've said a lot of prayers for uh, that young boy since that event. But it, it's a situation where, you know, um, a lot of things happen for a reason. And I'm glad that boy came over to me. It was obvious that he'd probably not had a lot of people pray for him. Uh, and it was very obvious that his two mothers uh, wanted nothing to do with the situation. But I did it anyway. I didn't really care what they thought. They didn't open their mouth, and I opened mine. So um, dove right in there with both feet. Um, at the end, I go back to a point I made a minute ago. We, we have to accept the fact that the outcome of us sharing our faith with people is, is not really our responsibility, and, and I'll make sense of that in a minute. Um, in 1 Peter, we're told, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. Um, I think we should all be as prepared as we can be to share our faith and why we share and, and you know, and share our faith and share our hope in Jesus. Um, but we have to understand it's not our job to convert the other person right then and there. We, we are there at, and we're given opportunities at times to potentially be at the right time, at the right place to say something that maybe you know, would work on that person's heart. Um, and I know a lot of people, and I think a lot of people in our motorcycle ministry don't do this anymore because they want instant results. It's, they, some of them come from very wide-ranging denominational churches, and they want instant results right then, and I think that's why they don't do it. Um, but we, you know, even if we're sharing our faith with that person, you know, we're not meant to convert them right then and there. We can't. That's, God, that's God's responsibility to do that. Um, Jesus tells us, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them. I think it's our job to go to them and try to speak to them and try to share our situations with them and, and maybe hopefully be given the right words to say. And then, you know, we sort of, Jesus take the wheel, let him drive the car at that point. Hopefully we've said something that's worked on their heart and, uh, or talk to them again and again and again and again and again. Eventually you're going to say something hopefully that, that resonates with them. Um, but, but at the end of the day, I think it takes a lot of pressure off of us to realize that God isn't asking us to argue people into the kingdom of heaven. He's just asking us for, he's asking for us to go out and, and share his love with people. Um, all he asks is that we'll be faithful in discussing what God has done for us. Um, and at that point, we leave the results up to the Lord and uh, it, it'll relieve us of some of the anxiety in that situation, but we have to get out there and we have to try to put ourselves out there to talk to people. And I'll kind of close uh, with a few thoughts. Um, when I first started approaching people and praying with them or trying to talk to them about Christianity, um, it wasn't that I had gotten completely over the fear of doing so. I had, uh, my grandfather told me a long, long time ago 
that sometimes you have to feel the fear and do it anyway. And um, Paul told the Corinthian church, be on your guard, stand firm in your faith, be courageous, be strong. At the end of the day, fear is a requirement for bravery. And uh, someone who's never afraid can never, you know, boast about their courage. Because if you're never putting yourself out there, you, you can't boast about your courage in doing that. Um, we demonstrate bravery when we do something in spite of the fear. And, and I was told this, which I didn't really understand at the moment, and it, I've heard it a few times. A gentleman told me, it's easier for God to use your worst attempt at sharing the gospel than no attempt at all. And even if you do what you felt like was a horrible attempt, at least you did it. And if you did nothing at all, then he had no way to work on that person uh, in that moment. And some of the most amazing testimonies that I've personally heard um, were from people who visually and at the end of, of what they were saying um, felt an immense amount of fear at the moment of sharing those things. Uh, because in those moments, you're, you're not really going through a script, you're sharing things that are real, you're sharing things that you've experienced, and uh, you know, it, it, those things are normally more well received than um, something that you've canned up and you've practiced a thousand times and you, you say the same prayer every single time or you say the exact same thing to every person. You know, sharing things in a moment are, are usually much better received. Um, that's all I have. I just want to want to try to emphasize it's important for us to try to share the love of Christ with anybody that we can as long as it's a safe environment um, I'm not saying every kid needs to go out and approach every biker in the Walmart parking lot and hand them a bracelet and a coin um, but I understand where that parent was coming from and um, if, if a 7 year old girl can do it I feel like anybody should be able to do it given it a safe situation um, I'll close with that. If anybody has any needs of the church or wants to come forward, you can do so as we stand and sing.
you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we have to gather together to worship you. Father, I, I thank you so much for uh, Nathan's words that he gave us, the reminder, the mission that we're given to uh, share the gospel that we have all accepted. Father, I, I pray a boldness for us to be the light on the hill, Father, that does not cover itself, that we, we witness to others by our words as well as our life that we live. Let us not compromise our faith and the truth by, uh, by our culture or by our times. Let us cling to you and the anchor that you are. Father, give us boldness to speak up and speak out for the truth, to, to hold ourselves and each other accountable to our, our call to give an account and uh, to, tell, to tell our story. Father, we, we thank you again for your grace that came before us, for your son Jesus that gave all for us, that we might have hope. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.